magical hour. Oh, Matthew and Schaefer. Shafy, Shafy, are you there? I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drink what? Uh, I love our intro music. I was doing a little work this afternoon, trying to pull some drops from some old episodes, and I just, it occurred to me, I really love this music. Thanks, Brian Benitez, for uh, giving us that music that kind of calms us down, but also at the same time, hypes us up. Amen. And gets us ready for One Magical Nation, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Dusk has fallen once again on Austin, Texas. Here I am in my ivy-covered cave. I say ivy-covered. You're saying colored every time. Every time. (laughs) Our friend Matthew is way up north. Way up north in uh, here in also here in Austin, Texas. He's in his uh, he's in his carefully decorated fake garage, uh, and he's joining us right now. How you doing, bud? Believe it or not, I'm podcasting on air. I never thought I would speak so much. <laughs> Flying away on a link and a player. Who could believe? Believe it or not, it's just Shafee and me. <laughs> Matthew. Believe it, uh. believe it or not, Schaefer, I, I think that the podcast is making me a better communicator. You know, uh, I... I was thinking the same thing, uh, and the reason was, you know, I mean, I still say a lot of us, and I still sometimes maybe pause a little longer than most to collect my thoughts, but One Magical Nation, I'll have you know that that's because I want to make sure that my thoughts make sense, and, and are, you know, and also are appropriate to share with other people. If you hear me pausing, that's... <laughs> That's for everybody's benefit, let me tell you. But they're like, they're wondering, like, you know, where you could take it if you weren't, didn't have that limiter on you. I was thinking, because we have some new regulars at the bar who were all uh, salespeople, phone salespeople. Uh, and shout out to all of them. Uh, I should tell them about the podcast, but not that they have any time during their work day. Do they work uh, for Telemericorp? They are hitting the phones hard. Uh, they work for. A company that sells uh, some kind of uh, SEO op, uh, SEO oh. marketing program. Oh well, we need some SEO marketing. Yeah, you know, uh, I tell them to get at us. My my meta plan for all that, I you know, I think. Uh, oh, I'm glad to hear you have a meta plan. I think at episode 100, that's when I've told you this before. I think that that's when we start. You know doing, you know, some more marketing, um, 
I feel like 100 is arbitrary, and I think when we knew we were coming up on 60, I don't know. Stuff's gotten so much better. Yeah. I'm ready any day, but I, I I can wait. That was that was my idea, just because you know when you've done something 100 times, you know you there's seems, seems pretty legit. There is you know you, you're gonna have learned a few things. Uh, we're putting and, in the work. And then my other, and so that was my thing to then build our listenership. And then, uh, you know, when I, when I felt like, you know, we're slowly growing that listenership. And I feel like when we've hit about uh, 500 regular listeners, then that's when we start, you know, what, doing whatever. And I'm, I'm not even sure what well, this is. Well, but One Magical Nation needs to be uh, talking to their friends. They get get out there. Talk, you know. Tell them about this podcast you're listening to. Word of mouth is everything for us, and and it's working thanks to each and every one of you who I know have uh, have listened and told your friends. I know that happens. Uh, I'm so excited, Matthew. I I was looking at the analytics as I am uh, as I am want to do. If you're not obsessed, to say, if right. not to say obsessed with, uh, but. Uh, our our numbers down under have, and I promised everybody in Australia that that that's the last time I'll, I'll say that. Uh, but, uh, our numbers down there uh, have increased, and that's because of our friend Jenny White, who is a delightful a delightful gal, and she's been listening to us down there. So thanks very much to her. Uh, I also wanted to say hello to Sarah in New York. Uh, who had, uh, I don't know if she's listened yet, but she agreed to start listening. Uh, that's not listening. A good, a good, a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I hope that, I hope Just that one, to be clear, that's not a listener per se. I hope that one magical nation doesn't, it doesn't take offense to that. You're like, Hey, we're, you know, each and every one of you knows how much I care about you and how special you are to me. And, uh, and if you have it on your to-do list or your bucket list or any kind of list you're planning on, you're plan even if you're planning on listening to the podcast, I think you're already part of One Magical Nation, right? Yeah, def- oh, definitely. Um, and yeah, and thanks, to, thanks for everything you do. Uh, but but your friends who don't know us and we're not on their list, they're not part of the nation, and so just bring them in, uh, bring them into the fold if you can. Which which brings us back to what we we're actually talking about. Which oh yeah, I'm, it's making me a better communicator. How, yeah, how this podcast has actually improved us as people. Which oh, know, learning uh, so much too, learning you, so much through my own podcast. If you guys know Matthew and Schaefer, we had plenty of room for that, for plenty of room for improvement. So oh yeah, uh, so that's only, good. Only up, <laughs> only way to go. But yeah, so I was I was talking with those guys. They're nice kids. These these sales folks. They work really hard, and you know I definitely see them. Their ups and downs, you know, because I worked in sales too, you know, I'd, uh, and and not only was I doing cold phone sales, but I was cold selling something that was basically a con. I, I'm not going to say too much because I think that like, the company is actually in litigation, but I was selling something that You're was... You're talking about legal services? I, I'm talking about things involving legal services, oh, right, yes. Uh, yeah. I was selling something that was borderline illegal and that no and i and i and i was trying to sell it to lawyers who are you know the hardest people to convince of anything in the world it was the hardest 
and just most demoralizing job in the world. So when these kids come into the bar, you know, I try to take care of them. Uh, they're awesome. They all have, they all eat uh, Italian sandwiches on sourdough, which is maybe the best sandwich. And they all drink well gin and tonics, sometimes doubles, which in my wow. 20s, that was, okay. that, that was kind of my drink. So like, I just, I see so much myself in these kids and it's so good. Uh, to be able to, to you know to be able, to be able to be the you know the thing that they look forward to honestly uh you know because they're in our complex so honestly they come at lunch and then they come again after work and so obviously we're like their place to go to get away from where they are Schaefer's and, bar is in a greater complex of businesses for yeah, it's uh, in a, they're not in our complex the, the, uh, the metrics one uh so it's so exciting to be able to help them out in their day and uh and i don't remember what i was going to say after that, i interrupted but, you like a jerk face no no that's right uh but it got me thinking it got me thinking about uh my when i was a salesperson and i i feel like having done this you know now 41 episodes of this podcast i feel like going back to that job i could i could be i could do a better job of it because um, because I can talk quickly and about anything. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not showing that right now. <laughs> but case closed, friend. But uh, and yeah, so like I said, but I said at the beginning, yeah, I still do that a lot. But I'm not as I I do it less. I think you know than well. Say, I'm I'm finding so too. I'm finding that the process of coming to this space, wanting to tell a story, listening back to it, realizing that I didn't really say the words that I wanted to say. I, I left something out. I left something on the table. Um, it, it's like I'm, I'm progressively editing myself that way and remembering that when I'm here, I need to, I need to say the thing that's, you know, I got to say the thing. But I'm finding that I'm when I'm talking to my kids or when I'm talking to people at work or when I'm talking to my wife, I'm able to collect my thoughts and get it out so that there's fewer spots another of thing. dead air. <laughs> another thing about this community, guys, is uh, we would love to talk to any one of you on the show if you ever want to be a part of an interview episode or a hangout episode, a happy hour episode, um, get at us. Uh, you know how to do it. And uh, yeah, we would love to have any of you. If you want to talk about what, what your work or your hobbies or something that you know a lot about because you, you studied it on Wikipedia, uh, whatever, uh, something that's upset you, something that's exciting to you, uh, let us know. Uh, we want, because, you know, this is kind of all about sharing words, right? I think we're sharing words here. Hey, speaking of sharing stories about words and stuff, <laughs> I was trying, I'm trying to do like really bad segues. That's the new thing. Um, did anybody hear episode 40? Uh, the uh, Geezer's Gone Geese episode. Geezer's Gone Geese. We geez. talked about the birth of the skit of the bit Geezer Stairs with um, with co-star of the bit, uh, Jesse Temple. And 
super fan Adam, after hearing episode 40, confirms that he was there that night. And that, that was the night that you read poetry at the Eastside Studio Tour. What a blue, fun the night Blue that Sky was. Show. I, I thought we yeah. had been somewhere else ahead of time. And there was at least one person there who remembers it and was amused by it. I had Ada Lamone, when Ada Lamone came to visit, she brought me a whole bottle of high octane, fine, fine, high end Kentucky bourbon. And I had pretty much, I shared it a little bit with you guys, but I had pretty much drank that whole thing. All right. Uh, in the in, yeah, I can see minute. how at the after party <laughs> at Superfan Manisha's crib, you pretty uh, hazy for me. Might not remember. You you might not be able to recite verbatim any of the <laughs> any of the finer points of the Geezer Stairs skit. <laughs> um, I was I love that Jesse got into character and was having trouble getting out. Yeah. <laughs> she sort of went out. She let that we ended the podcast with her talking the geezer talk. It was really good. Thanks again to Jesse for joining us. Um Yeah, I, I so there there's a uh there there's a mention of one of our super fans. Uh did did any super fans get at you? And uh maybe at a get at us? Oh I got a I got a beat for get at us tonight. It's a little it's a little dark. Alrighty. Get at us. I like it. It's got some of that uh, some of that Scandinavian black metal flavor that I like so much. Oh, get at us. You got got at. I'm getting at you right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were. I felt a little at, like Paul Schaefer there for a second. We were gotten at. We were gotten at by by Alex Battles, uh, my beloved BFF and mentor. Uh, he requested a sniglet. He said that there needs to be a word for when all of this is over. Like people say, you know, uh, well, well, yeah, we can't do it right now, but when all of this is over, we'll do it. And so I I decided that that should be called the afteration. Oh, so the afteration. Okay. Now you can say, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to uh, have to get together for uh, for a mutual massage, uh, but uh, it'll have to be in the afteration. Mutual massage <laughs> for um, <laughs> for whatever you want to do for our our potluck. Our potluck and, and massage ring. I like that. Did Alex wait? And that was your answer to when things go back to normal. Yeah, Alex requested the the word. And, the afteration. Uh, the afteration. Well, it's in the lexicon now because you heard it here. One, you heard it here. One magical nation. We'll see you in the afteration. Use it in a rhyme. Okay, here we go. You are jumping all around the show sheet, like you. <laughs> We're I not, am? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you segued that one. Well, I was seg I segued to the next line after oh. Adam and the geezer stairs, and you <laughs> skipped down like three lines. <laughs> I don't think that the show sheet is um Oh. It, it's not it's not numbered like that or anything. I see. I wasn't looking at the show sheet. I was doing it for my friends. I get it. Uh, I forgot about uh Brian Benitez getting at us. 
Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about that right now. Ryan Benitez uh, sent me a text, and we, I guess we we had talked both talked about it on here, and I put it on the Facebook uh, in the Facebook comments for the, uh, the episode last episode, I guess, uh, about uh, us being the podcast, the Nickelbacks of podcast, um, and that was mostly a joke, but. I promise we weren't we weren't fishing for compliments here, guys. But Brian did get at us with a very nice compliment. He said, "You guys are DIY thoughtful entertainment, so that would make you the riot girls of the podcast world. Your bikini kill, <laughs> which uh, that's thankful. There's uh, uh, obviously uh, bikini kill uh, had some more hurdles to get over from the fact that they were that they are." Uh, girls, you know, uh, succeeding in a predominantly uh, male uh, retinue, i.e., uh, you know, punk rock and hard rock. But uh, I still, I, I take great, a great compliment from that. I love Bikini Kill. I love. Uh, uh, I now, love... is that wait? Which is the band? Riot Girls or Bikini Kill? Bikini Kill is the band. Okay, I'm. I'm not going to pretend like I know that band. I mean, I've heard of that band. I just. It's uh, it's punk, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, really uh, nice, and the, and then but you might know, uh, because they went, uh, Kathleen Hanna, uh, went on and uh started that uh, an awesome band called the Tigra, uh, uh yeah, the Tigra uh, is really fun too, and they are uh, they are from Washington, uh, just like our favorite punk band, the Stickers. Dude, did you hear that sticker song uh, that ended the last podcast? I did not get to the end yet. Olympic but... Peninsula. It's right. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Did I say that right? Olympia Peninsula? Olympic Olympic Peninsula? Yeah, that, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, I, I really like that one. I know it's like the first track on possibly the first album. I couldn't figure out what the... Because I'm a moron, I couldn't figure out uh, the dates of release of the albums. I, I was just looking at it in a uh, in in my folders, but then I did look at the website. It was still a little unclear. Which is the newest album? Uh, I am not yeah, sure. Oh, I didn't mean to put. Let me put you on the spot here. <laughs> I can cut all this out. Uh. The stickers album, but there's also Dragon, but I don't know if she sent us any of those MP3s. Uh, the, but the most recent record, I think, is the one with the. There's like a barbecue song on it. Hold on, let me look. At, or a meat. Let me look. Vamp for just a minute. There's a. Uh, actually, Gabby would be our closest connection, I think, to Kathleen Hanna and Bikini Kill, and you know she's basically at this point a regular on the show now, even even if it's not her voice, but she's a. She's obviously uh, left her indelible mark upon us. The the uh, albums are "By My Nightmares," "By My Nightmares," excuse me, uh, "Joy," and "Swollen." Here's your quiz, Schaefer. Put these in order of release: "By My Nightmares," "Joy," "Swollen." I think it's "Swollen" is the oldest, and then "Joy," and then "By My Nightmares." Oh, okay. Well, then I that's good. I played the. Olympic Peninsula, yeah. This is a great track. Um, so I've got to bring it down now. 
we've been having a lot of fun here with the intro. Um, we gotta go from we gotta go well it's this is weird i feel like this is maybe a word shop the word today is backhanded compliment (laughs) 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 i'm excited We're, we're dipping into our reviews here as content for the show and i really think that that's a dubious ground to tread on But I found this review that we got so very interesting. (laughs) Not only because of the content of the review, but the psychology of the review, and the, again, the identity of the reviewer is messing with my head. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious. From last Wednesday, this, this, the headline is, read this review. (laughs) And the, the identity is one word. It takes a whole can. A whole can of what, Shafee? Of Guinness? I don't know, but I agree with that statement. It's a five-star review, so I'm totally stoked, right? I am nothing but stoked about any review, actually. And we tend to have fun with the ones that aren't just glowing poetry about us. But we like those, too. And this is mostly. I don't know how I feel about Shafee, you've got to help me figure out how I feel about this. Okay, let me just read the review start out and then we'll talk about it the worst podcast that i can't stop listening to (laughs) equal parts awkward silence smothered burritos and anecdotes of past times uncle shafee and his dynamic sidekick parentheses i'm sure he hates being called that rampage make for a good use of the eardrum and the gray matter between them a few times a week I hope I hope they read this review on air. I hope even more that someday I'm invited as a guest. Well, Shafee just invited everybody uh, to just get at us. Anybody can be a guest. So you're up. It takes a whole can. You win. It takes a whole can. We'll, we'll get you on the schedule. And, um, we read you on the air. We're such suckers. But this is, this is, again, this is not someone who stumbled upon us. This is someone who knows us because... I don't think we've been calling me Rampage. Yeah. My name's uh, Matthew Rampy, and an old nickname for me. One of my is guests Rampage. was. Do you think it's possible it was Collins Vitek? But he wouldn't really call you Rampage. Oh, this could either, be. This he? could be. This, yeah, this could be Colin. That's a good call. It seems wor- worded yeah, like yeah, he would yeah. word it. Yeah, you're right. I, okay. That's it. <laughs> okay, mystery solved. But would he Thanks, Colin. Call I love you? this though. Yeah, he would call me Rampage. He would call you Rampage. Okay. I, I like the smothered burritos part is interesting. I, I, <laughs> I want to refute a couple of of items here. Awkward silence. <laughs> no, 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 no. All the silences are planned. Every <laughs> bit of better. It's called rhythm. It's called. If we were just talking the whole time, it would be an onslaught. This is it, this is comfort. It's soothing. Your ears couldn't handle that. Also, he called you Uncle Shafee. This, you, this is Colin. Colin, thank you for giving us a five-star review. You, maybe maybe you will be. Colin would be a not-too-shabby guest. So, um, There was one more thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind being called Shafer's sidekick at all. I, in fact, it's the title of the job posting that I replied to. <laughs> okay? and But let me tell you something. 
if I'm Schaefer's sidekick, then Schaefer's wooden headboard is my sidekick. I'm pointing at my wooden headboard. The, the right sonic, now. sonorous wooden headboard of hand <laughs> handmade in Northern Africa or something, right? Guess what, guys? I made I made my bed tonight just because I knew Matthew was going to be talking about my headboard. <laughs> you should take a screenshot of, of of us. I'll point at it, and uh, and we can put it on the Facebook. Well, page. I'll do that when it's it's a little dark there. It'll be better. One of our daytime shows, we'll do that. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> nice. Hold on, let me change to speaker view. <laughs> This is great that. radio. Here we go. This is good the, radio. The listeners love it when we're doing when we're just <laughs> playing around on the video chat. Okay. Making googly eyes at the, each other. We really other. do need to be posting some of this stuff to Facebook. I gotta say. Yeah. Um This will be a I'm good glad reason we talked, for I'm everybody glad we talked to get on the, that review. Good reason for everybody to get on the Facebook page and and uh and subscribe to our uh our feed there. Okay, so I gotta bring it down again. Oy, yeah, again. another level. But uh, <laughs> I gotta deliver on my promise of reviewing Disney's The Strongest Man in the World. <laughs> the Strongest Man in the World, starring I keep a very gen- young Kurt Russell. I keep getting genuinely worried every time you say you can bring it down. Oh, yeah. Even though the show shoots right in front of me. <laughs> so, The Strongest Man in the World is a, and a Disney movie from 1975. It's a science fiction comedy film. It stars a young Kurt Russell as a, a student at Medfield College, uh, Dean Higgins, who has done a poor job handling the college, is about to be fired, and he's going to fire the Quigley, the science teacher, when there's this really ridiculous comedy of errors, and they're trying to fatten up a cow... And they have this ridiculous like Bunsen and Beaker setup, and these colored liquids come together, and they stumble upon a super strength formula, which the Kurt Russell character takes accidentally, and then he shows the Dean, and he says, look, Dean, we've got this great thing. we got this super strength formula. We're, we're going up. And the, the, for, the formula falls on this cereal box. And it's a crumply crunch cereal box. I don't know if you've ever had crumply crunch. So it's, uh, it's it's a very colorful cereal like Fruit Loops. And so the the dean goes to sell the formula to the crumply crunch people because I don't know why like the 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 stuff fell on cereal and it was just like the delivery method. But then they decide that oh it would be best marketed through the cereal business. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the dean goes and to, and to give a demonstration to the board at the cereal company. The board is headed up by Eve Arden, who you'll remember is the principal in Greece. She's great. She's Aunt Harriet Crumpley. And the dean, in this ridiculous, like, old gym outfit, eats a little bit of the cereal with the formula on it. And then he, he this scene goes on forever where he lifts weights. He lifts the chairman of the board in her chair. He does this whole uh, trapeze act on the lights. And then he chops the whole 
conference table in half. It's absurd. It is the most ridiculous scene. Uh, but there's a mole inside the Crinkle Company. It's Harry, played by Dick Van Patten. And he he tells this, there's a competing cereal company, the Crinkle Company, about the formula. And then they have some goons, one of them played by Cesar Romero, try to steal the formula. They break in. They're almost caught. Hijinks, hijinks. They, the two companies challenge each other to back the opposing colleges, Medfield and State, in a weightlifting competition. And this is like the... At the in the finale, there's the weightlifting competition, and the the kid the guys from Medfield are just dudes that like hang out in a house together. They're just regular dudes, and and that's they're really the, most of them are the, some of the science dudes. And then the other team is like this full on bodybuilder crew, like professional bodybuilders. Like this movie is so terrible. It is unbelievable. During the final scene when they're when they're lifting weights, oh, I, they. Oh, I forgot about the. There's this whole like. <laughs> there's this whole like, um, Chinatown um, acupuncture scene where they're trying to get the formula out of one of the kids' heads, and they take him to this old Chinese man in Chinatown, and he and he <laughs> he does this weird acupuncture on his head, and he tells him the formula, but it's the wrong formula. All these hijinks. This movie is insane. If, in every scene of this movie, you're like, "What is going on here?" I guess it's like a cartoon. It's it's in the. <laughs> I am so confused. <laughs> it's in the. Uh, it's a lot, isn't it? It's really a lot to just sum up in a podcast. I kudos to you for <laughs> your job. I can't. No, I no. Don't give me any kudos, sir. What? Uh... All all I can do is. What I'm trying to do here is steer people away from really bad films. But uh, maybe you've seen The Strongest Man in the World, and you. Well, so let let me get down to brass tacks here. How many avocados? I'm giving it two avocados out of eight. But oh, boy, wow. yeah, yeah. That's just barely a snack. <laughs> maybe two and a half. I, I, it's not a good movie. There's there's a reason you haven't like seen this movie, or you said you'd seen a lot of the Disney Kurt Russell movies, and it, I, oh. I just noticed uh, when they were suggesting something at the end that the computer who wore tennis shoes is another Kurt Russell movie, it also uh, set at Medfield College. Yeah, I'm just I just I I pulled it up here just because. Like, I wanted to see if the Wikipedia plot description was as, you know, confoundingly convoluted as what you said. And it is. Uh, you actually, you know, you actually did, you might have done a slightly better job than this person. Uh, but, yeah, but, yeah, it says that it's actually the second sequel to The Computer War Tennis Shoes, which oh. I remember The Computer War Tennis Shoes. Loved that one. Um but yeah, there's there's a sequel called Now You See Him, Now You Don't. Oh. Which is a chemistry student who discovers invisibility. And then this is the this is the second sequel, so third in the series. So speaking of secret formulas here, yeah. Disney thought they had themselves a secret formula. <laughs> and they, and they just kept banging it. 
just crushing that dead horse just over and over. They thought we kept wanting to go back to Medfield College, but nobody wanted to go back to Medfield. There's a... <laughs> I, we're about 48 years too late, but give it up, Disney. I mean, 63% on Metacritic. It's not the lowest possible, but it's that's pretty bad. Well, now you have it. So let's let's talk uh, about the what? Oh, I I have an avocado review. Oh, uh, that made me. I what made me think of it when was when you said you, you were working on uh, the most terrible possible segues. Um, you know, for the sake of comedy, obviously. Uh, Is it obvious? Uh. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. Definitely makes me laugh. Okay, good. Uh, But it reminded me, the other night I watched uh, Tim Heidecker's special, An Evening with Tim Heidecker. Uh, I think you can find it on YouTube or whatever. Uh, But it's an hour-long show in in L.A. And, you know, I normally don't go in for a lot of these new new comics, you know, I mean, I, I, I generally, you know, kind of like and appreciate what they're doing, but I don't necessarily like to listen to it. Like, Dave Chappelle is an exception, you know, just because he, uh, he, I think he's particularly good at it, and his stuff is particularly timely. Uh, but you know, uh, stuff like a lot of Marin stuff, you know, I, I like Mark Marin as a person, and I love him as an interviewer. Uh, but uh, his comedy doesn't really, you know, when I go back and look at it, it doesn't do much for me. A lot of these people who are trying to kind of do something fancy and postmodern, uh, it just, it, like I say, it's, it's, it's more entertaining in theory than it is to actually watch. But uh, this, in this Tim Heidecker comedy, he's basically like, he's doing an ingeniously terrible stand-up comedy bit. Uh, for at least the for at least the first part of it, and uh, and it was it was so funny watching him, you know, consciously do the worst possible comedy. Uh, it, it it actually made me laugh a lot, and um, and I think you know. Are we entering hard. the Are we entering the age of the anti comic? Uh, I think I, I mean we've been in and out of it. I think for a long time, you know. Yeah. Since. Uh, Andy Kaufman even before like uh, Groucho Marx I think uh, had you know some anti-comedy to him um, yeah I think it's you know pretty much as long as there's been comedy there's been anti-comedy but um, I think it's I think it's coming back in style after you know I think being out for a while uh, are we anti-comedy no we're okay. community comedy and comfort okay okay uh uh, we might be anti-podcast. I don't know. Uh, uh, that's that's thought-provoking. That's a joke. Um, Wait, were you reviewing something? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm giving it, uh, giving it six, uh, or I guess seven avocados. Nice. I, I really do. I give anything less than seven avocados. I don't know. Uh, You're pretty generous. But uh, I don't give anything more than three. And like I said, you know, it just kind of took me by surprise because, like I said, I don't really go in for that. But it's something that's occurred to me, you know, it's really hard to do, uh, you know, 
uh, it's always I've always thought about like you know like really bad rock lyrics, you know, uh, they you know like those you know really terrible songs about love. Um, it always seems to me like those should be easy to write, but if you sat down if you sit down and actually try to write one, it's actually just as hard, if not harder, as sitting down to write a good song. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've only written good songs. So, so. it's interesting. This. Um, or, you know, if, if you've ever, you know, been, if you're, you know, you writers out there, if you've ever been like, oh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to stop trying to write the greatest screenplay in the world and just write, you know, a bad horror screenplay. Uh, it, it's, it's just as difficult, if not more, as writing, you know, one that you're into, which when you think about it makes sense because you, you know, you have to get past what you are inclined to do and do something entirely different from your inclination. But so it's interesting when it happens and when somebody pulls it off well, it's it really impresses me to watch. And that's well, what, this podcast is against my inclination. That's what Tim Heidecker did. <laughs> you're you're you've never been disinclined to talk, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, how about a news cruise? What's the good news? I don't know. First, we need to do New Zealand is a fun place to hear about from the news. So, uh. Certainly is. Do we have more New Zealand news? <laughs> no, I'm just recalling the, oh. <laughs> the last time we talked about New Zealand and how I. I said, I said, oh, New Zealand, how about a news cruise? I used it for a segue. Um, that, Matthew, you know up. what I love? I love uh, when occasionally you forget to put the the music in. You've, you've done it once or twice. And so then it's that it's just like you well, quietly. Like, can you could you hit me to that? I mean, I thought it only happened once. Maybe it was. Yeah. OK, maybe it was once. Uh, yeah. I, I, boy, if that ha- listen, if that happens, if I discover, let me know. Was, Let's put a revision up. It was long. It was long after. Sometimes I'm cutting the show in a, in a bit of a hurry. I hear you. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to my uh, New York Times senior understaffer, under senior staffer Schaefer Hall. Schaefer. Yes, sir. Sorry, what? Um, uh, you had a story for us. Uh, we're going on a news cruise with you. Oh, <laughs> oh you geez. want me? Oh, you want me to go first? Well, uh, let me go first because clearly I don't remember what my story was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have the show sheet in front of me like the whole time. You don't do that? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I I split oh, yeah, my I... screen. I could see you on the left and my show sheet on the right. <laughs> I'll go first. From the BBC, from the US and Canada. Metal monolith found by helicopter crew in Utah desert. A strange metal monolith has been discovered in the Utah desert by a helicopter crew, leaving local authorities baffled. Wildlife officials spotted the unusual object while counting sheep during a flyover in a remote southeastern area of the state. They said the structure had been planted in the ground between Red Rock. 
There was no indication of who installed the monolith, which was about 10 to 12 feet tall. It is literally just a giant piece of sheet metal, kind of at the <laughs> mouth of a little, there looks like a little cut in the can, there's like a little box car canyon or something there, right there. This is insane, right? Yeah, I saw this story earlier. This story is wild. It, this thing looks like the thing from 2000, 2001. Yeah, the guys who found it speculated that the monolith may have been installed by some new wave artist, in quotes. Some new wave artist. Like, who's that? Like, Flock of Seagulls? Or fan <laughs> of 2001, A Space Odyssey, the 1968 film directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, I love um, yeah, the phrase. Yeah, weird scene, man. I love the phrase, they were flying around counting sheep. It sounds to me like they were asleep at the wheel. <laughs> like, were... Uh, the Utah Department of Public Safety clarified that it is illegal to install structures or art without authorization on federally managed public lands, no matter what planet you're from. <laughs> Good one. That was a statement from the department. So they, uh, they're joining in on a joke. Yeah, you know. When you think about it, you know, art is in the eye of the beholder. And if you leave something out there, you're basically littering, you know. <laughs> like these people who put Christmas decorations up on the cedar trees along 360? Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Upscale vandals. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an eye on this story. We'll probably swing back around to that. Because um, even if you think it's art and I think it's art, anybody who doesn't think it's art, I mean, that's littering. I'd like to cut out of the New York Times Senior Director of Interns, Schaefer Hall. Schaefer, what do you have for us from the Times? Wouldn't it be great if I could remember my dingus password? Uh, <laughs> I just want you to look at the show sheet. Uh, this uh, this popped up, uh, you know, and like, I think this kind of ha happened, and I'm not backpedaling here, I love this story, but it hit me like right when I was like loaded on Tylenol 3 and antibiotics, uh, when my when my tooth was like at it at the height of its uh, of its pain and infection, but uh, this this popped in and I, uh, apparently this kind of was memefied a while back. Uh, so I'm sorry if you've seen it already, but I had never seen it before. Uh, and it's an unlikely Thanksgiving tradition carries on. Uh, this is from uh, from the Times. Uh, after a misdirected text, Wanda Dench and Jamal Hinton became internet favorites for their holiday celebrations. This year, they will feel a major loss from the pandemic at their table. Um, so four years ago, Wanda Dench didn't know that her grandson had changed his phone number when she invited him to her house for Thanksgiving at 3 p.m. sharp. Uh, first, there was confusion from the apparent stranger. Uh, You're not my grandma, texted Jamal Hilton, then a 17-year-old senior. Uh, he said, can I still get a plate though? And Miss Dench said, of course you can. That's what grandmas do, feed everyone. Uh, so he came over and they uh, they had Thanksgiving together and they proceeded to start doing that every year. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's, so it's wonderful. Um, this year, uh, her, Miss Dench's husband, Lonnie, passed away. So, uh, and obviously they're worried about the pandemic too. So, but they, but they did have a small, a small celebration. Uh, and they, uh, 
they they put a little picture of of Lonnie and kept the candle burning um, and she said you know uh, her husband was always there for me and he was also very proud of uh, Jamal and the things that Jamal went on to do um, yeah it says yeah you can you can be family with anyone uh, Miss Dench and Mr. Hinton's chance encounter in 2016 blossomed into a deep friendship. They met up for frequent double dates accompanied by Mr. Dench and Michaela Grubbs, 21, Miss Hinton's girlfriend. They once spent four hours at a barbecue restaurant laughing and talking about everything imaginable. Uh, after meeting her the first time, I knew she's another person. Age is just really a number. Uh, so they, yeah, they all started hanging out, uh, you know, it was just, it's just super awesome. Great, great heartwarming Thanksgiving story. I love had, this. Had, had yeah, you I, heard of this before? No, I hadn't heard of this. That's great. Good. I'm going to, uh, yeah, Amy, you I know, love this. Particularly, uh, you know. We like a feel-good story on here. Particularly Especially after these... all the bad news that I've been delivering this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you keep taking it down. Look, basically, uh, this is saying... If you can't be with your real grandma, find yourself a Thanksgiving grandma. Yeah. Maybe your just, next door neighbor. That just you start can... just start randomly texting people until... <laughs> find yourself no. a Thanksgiving grandma. Don't do that. That's dangerous. Don't, don't actually do that. That was a joke on Magical Nation. Well, uh, actually... What a cruise. If any of One Magical Nation needs a place, text me, and I will make a baked CD. Because no way am I cooking a turkey. But everybody should have somewhere to go. Yeah, I'm, we're not we're not going to mess with meats this year. I'm going to go to Style Switch tomorrow and, and get our holiday meats. Oh, nice work. Yeah. Yeah. Schmott. Um, That's using your noggin. You know what? I feel like this has been a pretty good episode. The listenership may disagree. But um, you know what would really sort of bring this just tie it up in a little bow really pull the whole thing together is like a maybe a poetry corner maybe with a little poetry uh one magical nation this is a uh, this poem is from uh our friend uh gabby page fort's uh zine uh, it's the hex induction quarterly and uh i wanted to give uh if you guys want to uh try to get your hands on this or or anything uh hex induction that's e-n-d-u-t-c-i-o-n c-t-i-o-n hex induction books all one word at gmail um and they uh and you can also go yeah, if you Google Hex Induction, you can find some other stuff. They sell, they uh, they sell new uh, vinyl records on via Discogs, uh, but you can also go to their. If you're in Seattle, which I know some of you are, Becky and Ali, you can go to the store Hex Induction Records in Lake City, Seattle, Washington. It's at one two three three zero and a half. Lake City Way, uh, it's between between Emerald City Tattoo and the Backdoor Pub. So you get to get your records, you can get your books, 
and then you can get a tattoo and then you can close things out at the pub could you be a little more specific about the location or or some variation of that um and uh yeah so hex induction sent us this awesome uh zine uh and but of course you can go there in person i wanted to read a poem out of here uh it's by uh jensen chung uh, born in 1980 and grew up in the suburbs of Perth, Western Australia. So here's to you, Jensen. Here's to you, Jenny. This is some poetry from your home, homeland. I won't do my Aussie accent anymore, no matter how tempted I am and how much I love to do that. Thanks, buddy. Uh, this poem is called Memphis. I crank open the barn doors of the tin can and see all the gear half stacked, burnt out and bruised tilted perfectly static the metallic smell of amps body odor half sleep mild panic and songs gone all just shot into the past just like that i scratch my head and lean onto the bass cab squash my face into my elbow it's hot in the swamp i raise my head and look around again everyone's gone so Jensen, Mr. Chung is uh, is both a poet and a and a musician. So uh, that obviously comes through there. Uh, cool little poem. Thanks, thanks Jensen, and thanks Gabby uh, for that. And did you want a forward promo, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bren Benjamin Bays? Oh yeah, I'm hoping to this weekend talk to. My good buddy, Professor Ben Bays, he is uh, an instructor in the radio, television, film department at the University of Texas. He teaches um, digital animation, Sweet. digital art and animation. Super excited to talk to him. I've uh, I've done some karaoke with him, have I not? Uh, no. That is a different Ben. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is a completely different Ben. We should get him on, too. I don't think that you have met this this friend of mine. Is this the guy you take walks with? We do take some long walks, yes. He's my disc golf partner, really. Gotcha. And a longtime friend. We met in art school at UT. Uh, It is weird that he... He hasn't met some of my Lubbock friends. I keep my friend groups carefully separated. <laughs> oh, that's not true. It's like it's just like what what activities do we we generally see each other? We play disc golf or when we get the kids together in about the last yeah. ten years. You know, sometimes that's just how things work out. Yeah, right? yeah. But you're gonna meet him on. Uh, I'm thinking Friday. What do you think about Friday? Uh, that sounds just fine to me. I'm going to gonna talk to Ben and see what's better for him. I had mentioned Saturday, but I don't, I'm leaning towards Friday now. Uh, and that are we, I probably, I might not see you between now and then, you know? I mean, I'll, I'll be free. I can, <laughs> okay. You know, maybe a quick Thanksgiving day cast. I think that that'd be fun. Yeah. If we can make it happen. I think it will all depend on um, how much sedation I can give to my kids. <laughs> what uh, What if we had them on as guests? 
We can do that someday in the future. I don't know. With all these weirdos writing reviews, I'm not so sure. Okay, yeah. I, you know, it's up to you. I understand completely. Um, you know, maybe when they're like, uh, you know, 16 and, and 19. <laughs> when, they're, when they're 30 and 27. We can have them on as guests. When, <laughs> when they're old enough to vote, they can be on the show. No, I, I I have plans to, you know, record little segments of me talking to them. I think that's better than having them on the show. You know, cool. They, yeah, that, yeah, they'll, I get it. If we're here together, they'll devolve into either silliness or... Also, I, I'm not... I don't know if I'm a stage parent like that. I don't... I, like, I tried to... I was thinking about putting together a family band and... I think Amy was a little worried about that. <laughs> I did my best to get uh, to get my niece and nephew to uh, do some kind of a drop for one magical hour, but it was yeah, it was hard. Fine, it was great. It's hard. To, it's hard to get them focused. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna go out with some more stickers. I love it. I love the stickers. I love stickers. Uh, and by the way, I realized that I was I got my chronology of the stickers perfectly. <laughs> Perfectly entirely wrong. Uh, the okay. oldest stickers is By My Nightmares in 2010, and then Swollen was 2014, and then Joy was 2016. Well, I'll try to play one so, from the newer album this time. So nice job, Schaefer. Good job. Way to go, Schaefer. And remember, the poor are the choices. The harder the Scandinavian metal. Bah.